The Missing Chapters Podcast, Chapter 1, The Background. The Missing Chapters Podcast is a serial-based show where we take one case and break it down into a manageable workflow. Some names may be changed to protect the innocent. This show may not be suitable for all ages. This season we'll be focusing our efforts on Paul David Sanders, who discovered this case and quickly became family with Jessica through the Missing Persons Podcast Unfound hosted by Ed Denzel. Let's set the scene for our missing person, Paul Sanders. He went missing in August of 2001. The number one song was Fallen by Alicia Keys. Manhunt was the number one TV show and your child's favorite movie, Monsters Inc. came out. Another massive change that has happened in the year 2000 was, was the Nokia 3310 cell phone was released that's the cell phone that had snake on it. But another major thing that happened was in Nashville on August 12th, there was a massive flood that destroyed many homes. But that day is also important to us. Paul David Sanders was born to Angie Sanders and Robert Brewer on April 25th, 1984. Today, he would have been 39. He moved to Missouri at about, about age three with his mom. And then his baby sister, Jessica, was born when Paul was about five. He was really into sports such as basketball, football, baseball, and he loved to tease his little sister. He would pay her in candy to leave him alone when he had friends over. He was very supportive, protective of his mom and sister. And when Jessica was upset, they would go to Blimpies and just kind of talk it out. He went to the school of Osage in Osage Beach, Missouri, prior to being homeschooled. At the age of 16, At age 16, Paul made a At the age of 16, Paul made a deal with his mom to move to Arizona to build a relationship with his paternal side of the family. He initially lived with his grandmother in Globe, Arizona, which is about 90 miles north of the Phoenix metro area. He attended Globe High School and was known to be popular and had a lot of friends. But that all changed in June of 2001 when he moved from Globe down to Mesa. He lived with his stepmom and some step siblings and worked for his dad over the summer. School was supposed to start August 16th of 2001, but on August 12th, 2001 was the last time anybody saw Paul David Sanders. The report was filed on August 14th by in 2001 by his father, Robert Brewer. His mother had been attempting to make contact with Paul with no success. Let's take a look at the basics, the information that anybody can go and find about Paul David Sanders. We're gonna look at two different separate things. Uh, NamUs, which is uh, the massive database of all missing people in the United States, and also NICMIC, which is the leader for missing and exploited children in the United States of America. So we have Paul's missing persons report. We did FOIA 
And we've talked to how many agencies now, Jill? Uh, 25. So we started out by getting just his missing persons report and kind of grown from there. In fact, he's in a, his two inch binder is now going to have to uh, grow into a rather larger binder just in FOIA requests. So the first couple of pages today is what we're going to talk about on his missing persons report, which will kind of lead into the next chapter a little bit. Um, on his missing persons report, which we'll upload into um, our private Facebook group for now. The Just the first couple of pages, the thing that we discussed today. Um, it's just it's got his basics on it, where he lived, who did the reporting part, report, basic identifiers, the vehicle he was driving at the time. And then it has just a short narrative that states on 8-14-2001 at 1700 hours, I responded to his address, which I don't think we're going to broadcast right this moment, in reference to a missing juvenile. Upon arrival, I spoke with Robert Brewer. Robert was Robert told us that his son, Paul Sanders, had been gone since Sunday the 12th. Robert said that Paul had left the residence at approximately 1830 hours in a silver Chevy pickup, which we're going to get into later. Um, he advised that on Sunday the 12th, he received a phone call from the Tucson DPS. An officer advised that his vehicle had been involved in a high-speed pursuit, which we're going to talk about in the next chapter. We've got a lot to cover on that, so we're not going to go through that too much today. Paul had no known medical problems and take no medication. He is believed Paul was last seen wearing a teal shirt and also had a tattoo that said Hernandez across his back, which we heard led some distension, but I guess it is what it is. And then they added a, a picture of Paul to the report. They had made contact with uh, investigator Dixon with Mesa PD and apprised him of the situation. And then at 2130 hours, he spoke with officer Dixon again on the phone and gave him some updated information. We later found out that shirt was, was it teal or was it blue? The shirt was a blue billabong shirt that was a size medium. Okay. And then he was wearing dark colored jean shorts and white case with shoes. Which the case with shoes was not added to the file until 2005, which is four years later after he went missing. Correct. So we'll add a copy of the first couple of pages to um, the Facebook page, the Missing Chapters podcast. It is a private discussion group if you want to join us. Um, anything that's in there stays in there kind of thing. So oh, and, and then he's also on NICMIC, which is NICMIC is intended for missing juveniles. They they put him on NICMIC initially because he was only 17 at the time he disappeared. And NICMIC is for um, missing children ages 21 and under. And they've also delved into some other things, um, really into like human trafficking and sexual exploitation. And exploitation. Sexual exploitation. They do a lot of training for people and how to give them services after uh, their child has been found, or if they're still missing, they offer victims assistance services. Um, and the other thing that we should note in this initial case file is that they demonstrate that he is a runaway. At this point in time, he is now just marked as a missing adult. And that's really important to notice because of where he went missing from. 
which was Mesa, Arizona, to where his truck was found, which is Tucson, Arizona, which is about an hour and a half, two hours away from Mesa. And there was no sign of him since. I want to kind of dig deeper into what NamUs does, what it provides for people. Uh, like I said previously, it is a database full of missing, unidentified, and unclaimed people. If you look up Paul Sanders in NamUs in any of those three sections, you're going to find Paul in the missing section. You're not going to find anything specific under the unidentified. But in the unclaimed people, which are people that have passed away, they didn't have any identifiers or they had identifiers, but they don't have anybody to place so they can do services for. Um, there is another Paul Sanders that was found in Tucson. This is not our Paul Sanders. No, um, another major component is when you look at NamUs and you have a full profile, if you have any questions about starting a profile or getting set up, uh, feel free to join the group and we can help get you set up is there are comparisons to other unidentified individuals. And presently, Paul has 13 rule-outs that are public. Um, three of them are out of Arizona and the rest are in other states such as Ohio and Virginia. This has been something that we are extremely proactive on, looking for specific factors such as his height, um, because he is of biracial descent, he is Hispanic and Caucasian, it does make a difference when we are looking for unidentifieds. It's important to remember that in the state of Arizona, we have over 2,000 unidentified bodies, and a lot of them are in similar areas due to migration patterns. Uh, we are later in this episode going to go over an unidentified person so we can highlight the need to understand that they too need to close their final chapter. And I'm trying to uh, pull out the one that's near and dear to our hearts. And of course, I'm highly unorganized this morning, afternoon, evening, whatever the case may be. Do you want to go ahead and give like a brief synopsis of why this particular case is so important to us? So in mid-2022, the Unfound podcast did a story on Paul David Sanders. And I started going on my name as profile, looking around. Carrie and I had already been Facebook friends due to the podcast. And she was getting into Paul's case because of a lot of the suspicions that have occurred. And I find this UID and he has similar features to Paul. He's around the same height, same weight. Um, he is found in Arizona and our new, our initial first goal of us becoming friends and communicating with Jessica was actually trying to find out if this UID was Paul. Unfortunately, we do know now that whom we call lovingly call Thomas Jefferson is not Paul David Sanders. But ultimately, our goal is not only to get Paul to come home, but also to bring awareness to the unidentifieds and potential that they have and what it provides this podcast to support others. So this week we'd like to share um, who we call Thomas Jefferson. If you look him up on NamUs, he's listed as UP91556. 
and that's going to be in the unidentified section of NamUs. If anybody doesn't know what NamUs is, reach out to us. We'll be happy to teach you all about it. I will upload a copy of Paul's NamUs report as well as Thomas Jefferson's on our uh, Facebook page. So I have it now. So Mr. Thomas Jefferson, as we call him, obviously that's not what he's listed on a NamUs. He was, his body was located April 28, 2022 in Gila Bend, Arizona. He is believed to be a white or Caucasian as well as Hispanic Latino male. They believe he was in his late teens, young adult. He's approximately five foot five to five foot 10, excuse me, five foot seven to five foot 10. And obviously they can't estimate his weight. Um, he was just partial skeletal remains located. Um, they believe he had brown hair and they obviously didn't know what his eye color was. So, um, again, I'll, I'll pull the report and I will upload that onto the missing chapters, Facebook page, but we'd also like to hear some memories of Paul, share your stories and hear your thoughts and theories to do so. Please join us on the private Facebook group, the missing chapters podcast. You can also email us at the missing chapters podcast at gmail.com. Also, please subscribe to this channel, like and share. And the more you hear, the more we hear about Paul's case, as well as the unidentified persons mentioned, the more we can help bring Paul or somebody home. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. We're still practicing and trying. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, please feel free to message us in any of those previously mentioned modalities. Have All a great right, and, evening. Uh, and we can't leave tonight without saying happy birthday, Paul, wherever you're at. Yes, today is Paul's 39th birthday. So happy birthday, Paul. <laughs>